When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Splash Weather Repel Premium Windshield Wash features a three-in-one formula that repels rain, sleet, snow, and bugs while leaving a streak-free shine. And its advanced beating technology keeps you seeing safely all year long. See safely on the road when you apply a little splash. Pick some up at Walmart today. Welcome to Woodstock Nation. Your host, Marla Davies. Hello, it's Marla Davies for Woodstock Nation. Oh my, it's still going. I it love goes, it. It goes. My good friend, Nikki Ross is here. Woo-hoo. Two rock and roll chicks, both rock and roll DJs. Woodstock Nation is about the revolution, evolution, and life-changing magic of music festivals from Woodstock to today. And Nikki and I are both radio girls. Oh yeah. Go back a long way. And we've never done a podcast together, even though we threatened to do it a million times. Nikki is a Bay Area, legendary Bay Area (laughs) DJ. (laughs) You've been on the air for... Long time. If we calculated the amount of years we both... Well, we worked together at KOME. KOME is a big rock station here in San Jose. I worked at KFOX for a while. There you go. Yeah. And Hot 97.7. There you go. I work, of course, mix one of six point five. I did the morning show oh, for we a trillion years. Yeah. We worked there together, yep. and now you're working at the Breeze in San Francisco. Yep, yep. But we both love rock and roll with all of our hearts. We're true rock chicks. We are because we grew up with rock and roll. Rock and roll was our music. I I always had my little boom box next to me, and it had the cassette player. I remember recording songs off the radio with the cassette player in there. People used to do and that. listen back to it. Yeah, because we were basically too cheap to buy stuff, go buy music ourselves. I wasn't even thinking of that. You know, I was just thinking of the music, and because I would buy stuff too. I'd go to the little record shop across the street. Who has record shops anymore? Well, we have really? a couple record stores still here in San Jose. I'm proud to say we've got Rasputin. Okay, and we've got Streetlight Records. So I sometimes I take my 16-year-old on a field trip. I'll say, well, let's go on a field trip. We'll go to Sam's Barbecue, which is a barbecue joint there. And I, that way I don't have to cook dinner. <laughs> so you bribe him by getting the... Yeah. <laughs> and then dessert is to go into the record store. And, you know, just so he sees it. But, you know, he's actually feeling the impact of the brick and mortars going down, too. Because yeah. he loves the video stores, the GameStops. And those are closing. Are so, they? Mm-hmm. So he's getting the same. I go, yeah, hello. That's how we feel Welcome about to record the digital stores. World. The yeah. Digital world. So even at 16, he's seeing the world definitely changing. And it has, you know, the record stores and all that. But we, I just love music. I really rock and roll changed my life. What was your first concert you went to? My first concert, I was 15 years old. And I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And it was a festival, which is so perfect. Because who took you? Or how, who? who took us? Okay, you're going to love this. So I told my mom, I got one girlfriend who also had lenient parents. And we said, we really want to go see this concert. <laughs> it was at Three Rivers Stadium. And it was three bands. So it was kind of like a festival at the yeah. time. You know, festival seating. So you nobody, you had to get there early. General admission. Yeah, right. general admission, uh-huh. basically. And it was the Beach Boys, 
Okay. Peter Frampton and Gary Wright. Oh my gosh. So our parents, I don't know what planet they zoomed in from, but they they're basically like, Hey, we want to go see this show. And they're like, Okay, how are you guys gonna get there? Oh, we're just take the city bus downtown to downtown Pittsburgh. Uh, okay, girls, be careful. Be careful. No cell phone, no communication. They didn't even offer to drive you down. No, no driving. Oh, that's we funny. just got on the bus. And I remember we went to the show. We were we were probably the only people that weren't partying. And they we were, were passing it back and forth, I'm sure, in front of your faces. We right? were actually so I was sober the entire show <laughs> because, you know, it was I didn't do that kind of thing. Anyway, we watched the show. It was great. I went in to see the Beach Boys. I came out loving Peter Frampton with all oh, my heart. Oh my God. I, I was that gonna was, marry him. Back, back I got in a seventh per, grade. I got a yeah. perm for him. <laughs> I got a perm because <laughs> I love Peter Frampton. Anyway, I came home and I was like, I just loved the whole experience. I remember just standing there for hours, clapping my hands over my head and just. Did you I work your way to it. the front? Oh, yeah. We were stage? so close to the front. We of weren't course. all the way there, but we, we just we had such a fun time. Took the bus home. And I remember my sister left on my bed a copy of Frampton Comes Alive, an she album, oh, and she bought it for me. And nice. So that very was my nice. very, very first concert. What was your con- first oh, concert? You were going to trip. I was only seven. Oh. And my, my brother, the Vietnam vet, who uh, maybe did a little too much drinking, was hungover okay. and took my niece and I, who was four, to the Iowa State Fair. Okay. And it was the Jackson Bye. What? Uh, yes. I saw Michael when he was probably, what, 12 no or way. 13. Yeah. And Janet came out when she was like six. Oh, little kid. And did her Mae West thing. You oh, know, yeah, Come yeah, on yeah. over and see me sometime or whatever she said. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I was like, my brother's all passed out over here. Uh. You know? And my niece and I are sitting there going, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Because I'd heard all, you know, ABC and you know, never can say goodbye and all those songs on the radio. And now I'm seeing them live and I'm like, this is awesome. I was hooked. I was, that was it. That's what did it. it. That was it. I know. Cause in the day, I mean, I used to get little, I have a little 45 thing. I I still have it. It just, I had all my 45 play records on. Yeah. I know it was fun times. I mean, we'd go to each other's houses and bring our records. And I mean, it's just, I mean, I'm sure people are like, God, these chicks are old. What was your, what was your, yeah, really, what was your first record first or was it 45 or was it an album? I started with, we used to get, I used to buy 45s all the time. I think the very first album, album that I can remember ever looking at, and I think my mom found it in the attic. I was four and into Mary Poppins. Okay. And Disney and the gas station, I think it was called Gulf Gas Stations. And if you could spend so much money in gas they would give you little tea towels or glasses well there was an album it was a disney album like a compilation with all these different songs and it was the real original people singing on it and they got that from the gas station <laughs> and that was my first album wow i don't remember but i just remember i collected 45s my mom had albums my mom they loved different music you know, my mom was really, they loved music. Yeah. And I remember my mom loved Dinah Washington and, you know, Lena Horne. And she loved all the, my mom was old into time country. music. Oh, okay. I grew up listening to Hank Williams, Loretta Lynn, Conway Twitty, 
John. Oh my God, Johnny Cash. My that mom loved Johnny Cash too. Favorite. My mom. Lo- who didn't? And who back, doesn't? And back then, you know, I didn't appreciate it. I thought, oh, that's not my music, you know, because you're you're a kid and you want to rebel and you want to. But now you think about those those people were legends. They there's nobody like them. I know. I know. We had to rebel. My mom really loved. The Lawrence Welk Show. No, my grandmother watched the <laughs> Lawrence Welk Show. They oh love that that whole polka thing. Oh, because the Polish. Then, well, I'm not even Polish. Oh, I thought you were. <laughs> we have a lot of Pittsburgh has a lot of ethnic stuff That's going on. True. I don't know what it was about that Lawrence Welk Show, and I just I hated. I actually hated Lawrence Welk. Oh, I mean, I feel no. really bad about it, that. It just seems so fake and phony, even to a little kid watching. I thought. Who real. are these people? Yeah, they're too nice. They're too smart. Too nice. And I remember my mom used to, later, you know, she's like, I would hope you meet a boy just like the Lawrence Welk show. You've no. That, be and I really me. feel that I never liked a clean cut guy because, because of, of that. that. I always liked the bad boys and the, the whole rockers, bit. The rockers. Yeah. But I think it was actually because of Lawrence Welk I really rebelled and just just to be different, got really into music and rock wow. and roll and you know, the crazy stuff that my mom my mom hated and stuff like that. You know, I never got any backlash from my mom on the music that I that oh, I listened to. Did you blast it loud? Because I, I did. I think I did. I mean, yeah, but but then I had headphones too. I remember headphones she, never go out of style, it yeah, seems. I, those big huge ones that yeah. were like cinnamon rolls on the side of your head. Um, I remember having those. Well, when I was 11 years old, that was one of my birthday presents. I got a huge, it was like a table console thing, and you sit the turntable, and it had an eight track uh-huh. that went with it, and maybe the he- and then the headphones, and then underneath the the cabinet were these slots where you could put your albums and your 45s, and that was what I wanted, and that's what I got for my birthday. Well, that was cool. Yeah, I guess, yeah. yeah, they did support it, but they didn't. You know, it's different because now look how much different things are. People look at us, you know, with the C, I have a million CDs. And of course, people are like, I don't even know how to play a CD anymore, right? I, <laughs> I mean, times change and that's just the way. I mean, things evolve. People find music. Like my son, he suddenly loved Simon and Garfunkel and the sound of silence nice and i just couldn't believe where he even learned yeah that. where did he did he hear it it online? was a video game he learned it from a video game and this Wait band disturbed that song yes. is in a video game it was uh, the band disturbed yeah i've heard of that did uh, the sound of silence so it's a really but hard a more rock punk right? rock but my version. kid didn't like that version so then he went on youtube and he found simon and garfunkel but how did he know that there was even an original version I, good question that i don't know how he's how people find, find music. It, they yeah. have an interest and they, they search it out. I, But that's good. That That's good that they search and find it. And, you, you know, you, you saw the thing about country music probably on PBS. Oh, that music is so good. I think that probably opened up some doors for young people that never had heard of Johnny Cash or, or Loretta Lynn or any of those people. And maybe, maybe they'll search it out and they'll find that music. Right. I mean, I... I agree. I mean, they they have to find it somewhere. And I think actually YouTube, thank God for YouTube, because YouTube to me is kind of like the old MTV. Yeah. So my husband and I love to do this. This is like one of our favorite things. So we will at the, you know, the end of the night or whatever, we'll put YouTube on the TV and we'll just sit there and he goes, you pick a video, I pick a video. You pick a song. that's kind of fun. Like karaoke, (laughs) but only with YouTube. That's fun. And we pick our own music videos and we watch them for hours and hours. You sing along. 
sometimes I get up and dance, depending <laughs> on, you know, it's just a lot of fun. And we just listen to a lot of music by watching the videos because well, I miss, I like the music well, videos. Well, I just saw, uh, what, well, I saw Rocket Man at the theater and then we rented it at, or we saw the, the on Netflix. My husband hadn't seen it. So we watched it. And there's a part where they totally reenact the video of I'm Still Standing. And you recognize it immediately. You go, oh my gosh, that's the video. But it's not Elton John. It's the actor. Re- right, right, right. And he sang all the songs. Yeah. The actor sang all the songs. I'm like, they've, they've totally reenacted it, you know. And if it wasn't for, for MTV, we would, you know. Well, it's funny because Elton John was one of my first. I mean, I, I had that album, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, and played it. And played it and played it. And it just, it, it really, Elton John and I are, we went through a lot of time of times together. Uh, well, I, oh, of course he doesn't know. He it. was on. <laughs> it was like when I met Dave Matthews, by the way. Oh, yeah? And I met Dave Matthews and I go, hey, can I have a hug? I go, after all we've been through together. What did he say? I'm sure he's like another freaky fan. Oh, my Here God. Here she is. Oh my, but he hugged you. He he did, he's okay. a hugger. Oh, good. He's a good. hugger, yeah. You know, and I've heard people say, like in radio, when they get to meet their their idol sometimes it kind of crushes their whole because they're not always they're not always, who we think they are right. i want them to be right well, well we'll be back because i'm here with nikki ross she's a dj here in the bay area we're good friends i'm marla davies and we just love music and this is just our day to kind of share some of the fun and reminiscing and our love of music festivals and concerts and we're gonna hear about nikki's latest adventure buying tickets to the eagles on woodstock nation <laughs> Woodstock Nation. And we'll be back after this. Woodstock Nation. It's Woodstock Nation. I'm Marla Davies. We support the documentary coming out this year. Woodstock Nation, the revolution, evolution, and life-changing magic of music festivals from Woodstock to today. Of course, I'm a DJ, disc jockey. I work currently at KPIG, which is a great legendary station in Santa Cruz, Watsonville, and I'm with a good friend of mine who's also a rock and roll DJ. She is working at the Breeze. Not so rock, Not and, so roll. rock and roll. But you got it in your heart. <laughs> and she and I both have worked for a couple rock stations together, oh. rock radio stations, and we're fast friends. We love music. We go to music together. Well, that's the thing about music, you know, it's a kindred, you know, your kindred spirits when Everybody likes music together. It kind of it brings people together. Music brings people together. Yes, There's does. no doubt about it. It's the greatest. And I know you're one of your favorite. Is it your favorite band, the Eagles? Yes, I know. It's okay, an obsession. You lo- I know. I get. I have my obsessions. Yeah. And yeah. so the Eagles are coming. There. And tell us about the tour, the latest tour. Well, um, I've probably seen them. I don't know how many times. And everybody always says whenever they're coming back and I buy tickets, they go, "Haven't you seen them enough?" I'm like, "No, it's never enough." Um, they did a uh, a tour after Glenn. Well, they weren't going to do a tour when Glenn Fry died. You know, they said we can't go on as a band. We just can't. It's hard to go on without Glenn. I right. have to say that's right. a, he's it's hard really, to replace. It's, you know, he was one of the founding members. Sure. And so I guess um, they were able to recruit or not recruit. I guess he wanted to do it. Glenn Fry's son, Deacon, Fry. which is cool. Very good to cool. have the kids in there. It's like in his mid twenties, and. Um, they got the blessing from the mother and the and the widow. That's you know, always they said, good too. We are never going to do this unless we have your full support on it. This is from what I was reading. Her name's Cindy or Cynthia, whatever. 
thrive. Yeah, you, who doesn't want a blessing? Like, yeah, we will. And she good said, wishes. well, yes, because, you know, it, it's giving my son an experience as well. And it's keeping the music out there and keeping Glenn alive, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know. And so they did that. And then they, this is who they recruited was, was Vince Gill. Because, right, which is a weird. Well, well, country. they needed him to sing those higher parts, uh, like that Randy Meisner used to sing, sure. and Glenn kind of is a little bit higher voice too than than Don. So um, it kind of balances out. Plus, plus Deacon was new; he'd never been on the stage before, and they they wanted to break him in, you know, not overwhelm him with all the songs that Glenn. So Vince sings a lot of Glenn's songs, the the lead, and then and then Deacon does a few too. But he's pretty good. Are you pleased? Yes, I was pleased. I saw them last year at AT&T Park when they played there, and that was like the first tour that Deacon had been on. And they'd done a few shows already, and I was I was pleased. I thought he, he he's kind of stiff. I mean, mm-hmm. his stage presence isn't, you know, there. But I, I bet by now when I see him in April of next year, he'll be better. Oh, April of next year. Wow, so far it's ahead. It's April 2020, yeah. So it's what happened was they did that whole tour. I don't know if it was a year or two years. I forget. Uh with Glenn or with Deacon and Vince, and then they were going to do these three one-off shows in Las Vegas, but like kind of a mini residency in Las Vegas. And they, the whole premise was to do Hotel California mm-hmm. front to back, which is a, just amazing. Every song in its entirety in the order, in order, right? In oh wow! Order and take it was going to be like a three-hour show, take an intermission, and then come back, and then they were going to finish up with all their hits, all their, oh. all their big hits. Oh my! So, uh, people, when they heard about this, these three shows in Las Vegas, it just well, they went crazy. I can't believe you weren't there. Well, I guess I'm not that crazy, but okay. <laughs> I would have. Trust me, I would have. If my husband would have said okay. <laughs> uh, so, that did so well, and their res- the response from the public was so great. Their manager says, we need to take these on the road. We need to. So, they started off with just like maybe six or seven big cities. Uh, I think New York and... San Francisco and L.A. to do two shows in each city. So maybe six or seven cities. Well, I just read they've added Denver now. They've added mm-hmm. St. Paul, Minnesota. Well, they start small and then right. if they get a good, you know, response. a good response, they're going to start. That's a smart way to go. You don't want to cancel shows. It's better to add them. No. And, you know, the Eagles are what they have one of the, the biggest selling albums in the history of rock and roll. I think it's the Eagles number ones. From 1975 mm-hmm. to 70 to 75, something like that. It's like, it's always on the top of the charts. It, it, it goes back and forth with Michael Jackson's Thriller as being the number one. Well, they're super talented and popular. Yeah, they're And there's popular. a lot of ego. I wouldn't want to be in a room with those guys. No. Because the ego would probably but, squish your ego. <laughs> what was it? Uh, 25 years ago, what, 94, when hell froze over? Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. They said they'd never get back together and they came back together. Well, my friend from high school told me, she goes, we got to go, Nikki, because it was our big deal. And back then, I think we got third row, fourth row, something like that. And it was like $800. This is 1994. Well, see, I do blame them for I the high too. ticket prices. It is their fault because they were the first band that charged the exorbitant prices. It. And they got it. And I remember us just couldn't believe and it, it makes me a little sad, and I hope they feel a little guilty about it. because uh, they, Oh, they they're don't. counting their money on they the don't. bank. They, no, don't. they don't. But care. they caused this problem. <laughs> of now. It used to be people could afford to go to shows, and now, I mean, you're spending a paycheck. Now, how much did you pay for this Hotel California tour? Do tell. 
Okay, well, it ranged anywhere from, I think, 175 bucks, Which is like, oh, what a bargain. Yeah. That was for, like, you know, nosebleed seats all the way up to, like, six grand for, like, front row seats. And this seats. is face value. This is not through the third parties. No, this was on Ticketmaster. Okay. And, you know, of course, they have the pack. The package deals are the big ones, you know, that are like $1,200 and $1,500. And all the meet and greets and the VIP Well, experience. no. Eagles don't do meet and greets anymore. Oh, they don't do meet no. and greets. Oh, they don't do meet and greets anymore, no. No. They See, d- that's a big way to make revenue for the band. Oh, it is. Because we interviewed Terry Nunn from Berlin. And she had a meet and greet who did it for the documentary Woodstock Nation. And we, she had a meet and greet. And she said, you know, that's just the way we kind of make some money. Well, People Pat pay Benet- money. Pat Benatar does it. They all do it. With to his... meet them and they get a bag and some swag. I hear they, ha- I hear they hate them, though. She didn't. Terry Nunn. Oh, was, Terry liked oh, it. Oh, Terry. Pat, Pat hates them. Well, yeah. different person. Terry was yeah. grateful. She's like, hey, it's a great, we make a little extra money. So they kind of liked it. So it's, it used to be, we worked in radio. Nikki and I both worked in radio and we used to give those kind of things away as a prize. And now they don't really even do that. They don't even have to anymore because the fans can buy it. Right. So now the fans can just buy it. They don't, we don't give away those kind of meet and greet prizes like it used to be. I heard Snoop Dogg was giving away, like you could smoke with Snoop. (laughs) That was part of he your was price sell- package. He was selling those? Yes. Oh, my God. So it has become crazy. And I, I and I know you love the Eagles with all your heart, but I have to say, it is their... It's it, crazy. It, they started it, and everybody's doing it. Even my boys, the Grateful Dead, and we kind of... Well, the how, much, company, how much are their tickets? Well, we're, we're, we're deadheads, right? So we're hippies, and we feel, you know, things should be a little more free, like free love, free tickets, <laughs> all that kind it of stuff. It ain't the 60s so much anymore. <laughs> what? Anyway... We're bitching because we had to pay almost $200 a ticket that for is a good lot. seats. I know. And oh, you know, it's not festival seating anymore? It's, you get it, a the seat? New, it depends on the venue. They still do a lot of festival seating, they, okay. which is great. Like Bill Graham Civic will do a festival seating. That's in San Francisco. And now the new Chase Center, no. That's a reserve seat. Oh, no. I've been, I saw Elton John there right after it opened, maybe a, three weeks. And it's a pretty nice venue. Oh, it's nice. So now yeah. those kind of venues, the amphitheaters, you're going to have reserve seats. Yeah. But I, they're still occasionally get the festival seats. But we do blame John Mayer because he, since oh, he, he came into the, the picture, band. now oh, he's in the picture. Okay. Ticket prices have gone up. And this isn't even me just saying this that I've heard now. Yeah. Is he good in the band, though? Is he? He's great. Oh, good. Well, I remember when Bruce Hornsby was in that band for a little while. Yeah. Too. Bruce Hornsby, Joan he, he Osborne. Didn't, he didn't make the price no, go up? <laughs> he didn't make the price go up. But so the Eagles now, and did you tell us the price or I forgot uh, no, if you I tell did us not. again? Okay, you're holding my, that okay, back. My price, you know, I cannot sit in a nosebleed to see my boys. I just can't. I know. So I, I'm on the floor. I'm okay. Row 15. Okay. Okay. This is without fees. Of course, and of course they charge fees. 750 bucks. For one ticket? One ticket. And then they're going to charge you. And that also makes me angry. Convenience fee. Convenience for what? For them. Hello? Yeah. That's just the not my lamest thing ever. <laughs> so that's another 20 or 30 no, or God guess, knows guess how much. Guess what all the fees were. Okay. $74. Yeah, that's for your convenience. And then another $6 processing fee. A processing so it was fee. Like, I know. It's I nuts. Know. It's crazy. You it's think crazy. about how we've, you know, things have changed. We interviewed Nancy Nevins, who played at the original Woodstock, and she was showing a ticket for $5. Oh, yeah. It, well, I it's crazy. Iowa Jam, when I was 15, it was like my first festival. Okay. And it was like, I, I think I still have the stuff. It was like $15. And we saw like six bands, Ted Nugent, Ario Speedwagon, Head East, 
uh, Jay Giles. Oh, yeah, I love uh, them. Who was the fifth one? I forget. I know. It's crazy. Oh, Kansas. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, life is way more expensive than it used to be. But it seems like the ticket prices have gone up a lot more. Well, and then, and then of course, then that brings the whole thing into the scalping and then the second markets that raise it way up even more than face value. It's just... It seems like, I mean, I don't want to be neg here, but it does it does bum you out a little bit about ticket prices. That's why I just did the Harley, Hardly Strictly Bluegrass Festival. And that's free. It was free. Now, for people who don't live in California, you need to tell them what that's all it's about. It's a big bluegrass festival, but it, it more it's called Hardly, so it adds the Hardly part. And so they have all these different artists that, you know, that play at this festival. And it was, you know, it's underwritten by There's a several philanthropist. Sta- several stages. Oh, yeah, I think six different stages. And it's underwritten. And the person that started it said, I want to give a free festival back to San Francisco. And and that and it's been going on and for many many yes, years. It's it's pretty fantastic. So it's it's nice they to see. They get people like Emmy Lou Harris. They get people like uh, Judy Collins. They get people like Robert Plant. Yes, Robert Plant played this year. Yes. So it's cool. I hate to see the ticket prices so high, but I don't know if that's ever going to change. Thank you, Eagles, once again. <laughs> Love you. Wow. Love you, babe. <laughs> I hope your bank account survives this. Oh, I just hope my daughter can marry Deacon. Who were you going with? Uh, as your another, husband? No, no. No, because only one person in the family can, can afford go. to go to exactly. this. So it's like you got the lucky straw. You're going with a girlfriend who's paying your room because the two of you add that together. Yeah. It's a vacation. It is. It is. I know. You can get a cruise for 450 bucks. But I'm bucks, so addicted know? that to these concerts and are festivals. Are there other people that are like us? I wonder. If you're like us, a concert <laughs> addicted people, it it's worth you know, I but spend music, the money. It just makes you feel so good, the music, right? I mean, it takes you back to another place, another time. It's a moment, and it it, it, yes, it, it and resonates you, in your heart and your soul. And it's you wonder, is there a price on that? Is there a price for that? And at what point is the breaking point? I don't know. Obviously, <laughs> catching the sky's the limit when it comes to the Eagles concerts. <laughs> Although I used to know people that would fly, like, to Dallas and... L.A. And, and all over the place just to follow them around. Like the, they follow the dead, right? The dead and Dave Matthews. But with and each ticket, you know, for the Eagles costing a few hundred bucks, how can they do that? I have no idea. Well, because I remember when the dead, the tickets started to go up and we're like, I guess Bobby's kids need to go to college. We're paying for them to go to their next, you know, getting their master's degree. <laughs> That's kind of what it is. Well, but I have to say, Dave Matthews, I get, I joined the fan club. He has a fan club and I get my tickets through the fan club. And is that I, better? To do it that way? So much better. Okay. And I got a ticket to the Sacramento show, reserve seating, this summer, and it was $85. Oh, that's good. See, that is, that's a little bit better. But do you have to pay a membership to be a part of his fan $35 club? $35 a year. Uh, oh, okay. And so- you get a gift. A t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that little paperweight oh, on my desk right here. Right. Or a flag or maybe a CD. And you get some CD, a bonus track. It's kind of worth it. I remember it. joining a, worth it. a Keith Urban one once. Okay. And... It didn't really help me get any great seats necessarily. You, well, things have changed. You yeah. can order through the fan club now, and it really makes it. I okay. order through the fan club. Okay. It got me seats to the Tahoe well, show, which was hard to get. Joe Walsh used to have his own private website, and he used to do that too. And he used to do meet and greets. This was just not too long ago, 10, mm-hmm. 8 years ago. Well, no more. No more meet and greets. That's just too yeah. much. Okay, so now that we've gone down the dark road, the dark path, but we love music, and you're listening to this. You love music. You know, we love the Pantheon Podcast Network. Thank you guys for housing this. 
What do you think it is? What is the magic of going to a concert and going to a music festival? Why do people go and keep going? And why do they pay exorbitant prices? Right, and why? What do you think it is? What's the magic? The magic is, like we said, it, it, it touches them somewhere and it, and it makes them remember a place and a time when things were more innocent maybe in their youth. They didn't have to worry about bills. They didn't have to worry about their kids. They were free. They maybe were teenagers. That's probably what it is. That's what I would think. Yeah, I think it just because it's an emotional thing and it, it, it it's an escape. Definitely. You just get like, away. Why people, yeah, why do people go to movies? Think about it because movies have gone up in price big time. Sure. I don't even mind paying for it. It's like you get away from it. You get away from the world. It's absolutely worth it. So get out there. See a show. See a festival. Support your musicians who are already multimillionaires. There you go. <laughs> but you know what? Support the young ones too. And you can oh, still go Those... if you're 21 and yes, over. Yes. I mean, I, I still feel like we need to cultivate a 21 and under crowd. Great, great new acts coming up that are that are really. Remember when we saw Greta Van Fleet? Yes, we saw Greta Van Fleet. They're that was be, all ages. And, yeah. Yeah. And now they're huge, blowing up all over the place. So there are local bands. You can see them if it's an all ages show or any show or go out to a club and see a band for a really reasonable price. So support your local musicians, support the music scene, keep it alive. It's been alive for a long, long time. And. I mean, we're definitely big fans. And we'll probably, they'll be wheeling us out in our wheelchairs <laughs> going to music festivals. Hey, I had a surgery and I went to a concert. I saw Coldplay with my walker. Oh so, God. hello. I, I decorated it with lights and some beads, <laughs> but it does. it's going to take a lot to stop me from going out to see a show. No doubt. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Well, thank you, Nikki Ross, a hey, good friend of fun. mine. Yeah. And my good old DJ friend. We're rocking on DJs from way back. Yeah, what's our next show? We got to get another one on the books. Indeed, it's always fun to see. We tried to see Bob Seger together. I know. But we were trying to get free free tickets from the radio station that you work at. I did get free Santana tickets, but Rob wants to go. Oh, see, Sorry. we always try. I like a free ticket here and there. <laughs> never hurts. It never hurts. Well, thank oh, you so much. Oh, we saw Janis Joplin. We saw the Janis. Yes, yes, and we featured that on this podcast. So yeah, occasionally we see some music together. Well, it's great to have you on my podcast. Thanks We've been for thre- inviting threatening me. to do this yep. for a while. So great to have you, and we always love to have you listening to Woodstock Nation. Woodstock Nation. Woodstock Nation, the podcast, is in association with Woodstock Nation, the documentary to be released in 2019, brought to you by the wonderful people at Green Age Development. Any music used in this Woodstock Nation podcast is owned by the artist and is used for education and illustration purposes only. Thank you for checking out, liking, sharing, and following Woodstock Nation on the Pantheon Podcast Network and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks again. Talk to you next time. Peace, love, and thanks for being part of the tribe. From Marla Davies and everyone here at Woodstock Nation. Tune in. Turn on next week. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 